Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode of the Power Ranking Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, basketball, baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and the easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games that are available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And that, of course, is the voice of at Marcus underscore Mosher. This is the Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. the Power Rankings Show. My mother said I speak too fast on our podcast, so I'm going to slow it down. She's like, "Do you? how can you understand what you're saying when you talk that fast? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm also, I'm a loser that listens to podcasts at like 1.3 speed so I can consume uh, as many podcasts as possible. So I, uh, I appreciate your fast talking. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't do day three tight ends if you don't consume exactly. information. Yeah. I, I mean, I love those draft podcasts. I listen to at least five a day. Yeah. Some or not in this class if you want to get into it, but we'll we'll save that. Uh, for I'm sure. Well, we're going to actually be talking some draft order in a roundabout way uh, today. It's our power rankings show. I mean, it's our actual power rankings episode where we actually rank teams. You know, I did ask you last week for the three best moments of planes, trains, and automobiles since it was Thanksgiving, and I expected a quick list. Uh, I assume you prepared one off the top of your head. Yeah, I love it when. Uh... They're drinking at the hotel, one of my favorites, and they're telling some funny memories about what's happened so far on the trip. I love the diner scene where John Candy's telling Steve Martin about, oh, that's his you know, best moments of your life when he's missing his kid's Thanksgiving concert. That one always <laughs> hits really close to home. Uh, and then I also just, I, the whole beginning scene where we get Kevin Bacon stealing the cab from yeah. Steve Martin, it's all, it's all great. Well, so the thing is, we've discussed this before since we just had Thanksgiving, that there's really not any Thanksgiving themed movies. There's one coming out this year or came out this year, but it's not it's not no. that kind of movie. Uh, so we're going to be getting Rocky a Christmas. Rocky 1 is a Thanksgiving uh, movie, right? I, I guess. You know, I watched Rocky 2, uh, you know, the other night and Marcus is so wrong. That's probably the best Rocky movie. Marcus likes music montages that have no dialogue and they're just... Rocky climbing mountains, Rocky working out. I actually like some character development. So yeah, uh, makes me uh, smeal manly when I yeah. see. Uh, well, hey, there's no easy way out of these power rankings, which we should there's get not, to right now. There's not. And I tell you what, guys, this is, um, I'll just say this. There's, I don't know if you guys saw Tom Brady's comments and then Aaron Rodgers comments on top of Tom Brady's comments. And then uh, first takes comments on top of Tom Brady's comments about the NFL being a very mediocre product right now. And um, Marcus and I should do a longer podcast on just that because it's really hard to do when we do picks and rankings because we have every team in the league to get to. But that's one of the advantages of this podcast is no matter what team you're a fan of, we do eventually talk about your team, uh, which was not always the case when I worked in TV. We basically talked about eight teams the entire time, which is why, by the way, I started doing power rankings for NFL.com in the first place. Did you know that? Because I, I literally went to our executives. This is back before everyone was doing power rankings. Only Sports Illustrated. Dr. Z was doing them. 
and uh, he had had some health problems. And I went, I went to our executives and I said, guys, you know, Titans fans want to hear about their team. You know, Seahawks fans want to hear about their team. Let's, let's rank the teams in that way. And they thought that was the silliest idea at first. They're like, who, who's going to read power rankings? I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Anyway, there know. you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, well, they ended up getting red. Let's put it that way. They were a little wrong on that deal. Uh, okay. At number 32, the Carolina Panthers, um, they lost to Tennessee Titans. Did you happen to see the sweet play Mingo made on the sideline on that Bryce Young throw? Did you the see one that? Where he, it's the opposite of a toe tap. Where <laughs> oh basically God. he jumps out of the way. It's pretty cool. Please do yourself a favor, please. I'm begging all of you out there. When you get home, if you're driving to the office right now, whatever, or if you say that you're working from home and you're actually watching green acres, whatever you're doing, go on YouTube and, and Google Bryce Young Mingo. Or, or just look for Bryce Young highlights. It's hysterical. The receiver literally does everything he can to not get his feet inbounds on a play. Have you ever seen a play like I've never seen that ever? No, it's just incredible awareness by Jonathan. <laughs> it, was a, it was almost incredible athleticism to not make the play. Yes. Like, I don't know if you could replicate that on 100 throws. No. Get the best receiver in the world and say, I want you to do what he did on this play. They won't be able to do it. Uh, 31, I don't think this is too low for the Patriots right now. Uh, Marcus, maybe you could swap the Cardinals because the Cardinals are literally the walking wounded. But the Patriots aren't, I mean, they, they don't have like major, major, major health problems. They're just bad right now. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback. They benched Mac Jones for Bailey, Bailey Zappi, and it got worse. They missed a 35-yard field goal to try to get the game to go into overtime. Their defense is actually playing well, which is crazy, but this team is awful. Yeah, uh, the Cardinals were awful against the Rams. I thought they would sneak a win out there, but you know, that was my bad. Um, I didn't tell you guys to bet on that game, but the Cardinals have like no personnel right now. I mean, Marcus, they're ro rolling out backups all over the place. I'm not talking about like they have no personnel, like they're weak. I mean, literally they have so many guys that are out right now. It They were talking on the broadcast because I watched a lot of it. Uh, believe not it or well, I'm sure you, Yeah. <laughs> And they kept talking on the broadcast, you know, about how uh, Robert Smith was the color analyst, former Vikings running back. They showed the 2000 Thanksgiving Great. game against the Cowboys awesome. where Robert Smith ran all over Dallas. I thought of you instantly. I bet you cried. I, I bet you anything you cried. I was like but, a nine-year-old Marcus. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're you're putting third stringers out there, or guys that haven't even played in this position, or, you know, we talk about how they don't practice as much, and the Cardinals – just had no answer for the Rams did whatever they wanted offensively in that game. Uh, Tennessee got the one against Carolina. I don't know that Tennessee is particularly impressive right now. If anything, Tennessee is doing something you don't like, which is moving themselves out of favorable draft position. Whether you Although think they have a quarterback though, at least they're developing a quarterback. So I don't sure. hate it as much to me. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. Uh, Washington commanders at 28, the giants are 27. I'm maybe the commanders are better, but I'm honoring the fact that the giants beat them. I believe that was in Washington a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, honestly, and, and throw the jets in here too at 26, because the jets offense is so bad. I, I think the jets are better than these teams because their defense, but, um, uh, I, these teams aren't going anywhere. I've got a hot, a hot take about the jets. I want to get out really quickly. Yeah. Why shouldn't the Jets just completely rebuild next year? I I, I kind of think they're making a mistake just running everything back, thinking that with this team, with Aaron, a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers coming off an Achilles injury, they're going to be good. I, I think I kind of think it's time for a whole change with the Jets from the front office all the way down to the coach. 
Maybe so. Um, but maybe you could also be convinced to do, try it one more time and then do that. Like go all in. I mean, Robert Sala could say, Hey, give me one more year. If, if we don't make it to the AFC championship game, fire us all. It's just that there's other teams that are out there winning with bad quarterbacks. And I agree. Fighting, fighting. The Jets are getting worse. Like the Jets have gotten worse the last couple of weeks. You and I were talking like two, three weeks ago about how the Jets could potentially try to stay alive before Aaron Rodgers gets back. They've just gotten obliterated in the last few games. I never hear of a coach saying you got to fire me. I only know of one. Uh, Barry Switzer told me uh, in his uh, office, he said, I told Jerry he had to fire me, you know, because the Cowboys were six and 10. Other than that, I don't know of any, I can't think of any example yeah. of the co coach saying, hey man, just go ahead and uh, fire me. Boy, I sounded like one of those. Barry Switzer told me. Yeah. Sources. Sorry, hey, hey. <laughs> you, you skipped over the 25th ranked bears. You don't want to talk about that no, sterling do win? Do not. No. Hey, you got to give their defense some credit. Come on. Sure. The defense uh, is playing outstanding. Uh, Marcus informs me that he doesn't think Justin Fields tried to pass more than four yards past the line of scrimmage all night. We've got to talk about that when we do a podcast about the NFL uh, globally. Uh, this isn't the time or space. The Bears did get a win, and I do recognize that they played very well against Detroit. Their defense did great for three and a half quarters in that game. However, they've got to prove a little bit more than this for me to really move them up. New Orleans Saints at 24. They don't look good right now. Uh, I, I had to snicker to myself, Derek Carr, us having our first podcast ever, spending all that time on Derek Carr and Dak Prescott, and look how their careers have gone. Mm. My gosh. Did he, this game, I think their first drive, he had a pick six. I might have to send that podcast to like cold takes or what's that? Oh, the freezing cold takes. That was a good one. I would send it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's culturally <laughs> significant. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals uh, at 23. Hard to know what they are with their backup quarterback who just got his first start last week. They lost to Pittsburgh. They were competitive in that game. They couldn't run the ball. I think they had 25 yards rushing yep. in that game, uh, Marcus. Uh, and They had 11, and 11 rushes. <laughs> I, I mean, with your backup quarterback, instead of 11 rushes for 25 yards, it's, it should probably be 25 rushes for however many yards they just could uh, i mean they lost yards on almost every run well that's problematic as well uh let's talk tampa bay buccaneers at 22 a couple of weeks ago you thought they were winning the nfc south now it doesn't look so hot but they're not that far behind they're game behind yeah. that's the thing is they're what four and seven yeah four and six right four and seven yeah. four and seven they've got a straight up win over uh new orleans in new orleans uh, i know they have game left with atlanta you still think they're the team to do it? Do they What's their the schedule? Let's let's just say real quick. Let's just take a look at Tampa's schedule. Come right. on, we I, never spent any time on the NFC South. Let's spend got, some time on the Cardinals. I got division. you. All right, let's okay. go. So they've got four wins right now. They play home against the Panthers next week. When? At the Falcons. Uh, probably a loss at this point. At Green Bay. Loss. Home against the Jags on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I'll give them a win because the Jags can sleepwalk at times. All right. Home against the Saints. Give them a win. I'm being very at gracious the here. Uh, that, that's their schedule. I'll give them another win. Okay. So if they sneak that Jags win, if they sneak it at home on the holiday, what would that make their record? Uh, nine and eight. Okay. They're but they're probably the going eight and nine. That may be good enough. Hey, it man. probably that is. That probably is. Speaking of uh, the Falcons there at 21, they did get an impressive win against the Saints. They've climbed back into this deal at five and six. They finally used Bijan Robinson. He had the best game of his career. We get to see your email. I like it. 
Oh, uh, we're what is this, we'll a cityscape? We'll put it back up. What I was city trying to pull was that? What's that? What city was that? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Oh. Uh, I want to tell you about the Falcons schedule really quickly. Okay. Just yeah. Really, not about the, what's coming up because it's pretty easy. Just re- rewind. They beat mm-hmm. the Saints. They lost to the Falcons. They lost to Josh Dobbs making his first start. They gave up four touchdowns to Will Levis in his first start, but they beat Tampa Bay uh, at home. Yeah, they lost to the Vikings with Josh Dobbs, right? Okay. Um, I, well, I have no idea how this division is going to shake out. All right, let's go. To, let's go back to seventeen through twenty-four. I can't look at these guys anymore. I'm the sorry. the yeah, that's all here right. You're you're really falling asleep at the wheel here. That's all right. You know, it's, I'm only one man. You are. I agree. Uh, so let's um, talk about the Raiders here at twenty. Because by the way, again, Saints twenty-four, Bengals twenty-three. I've got the Bucks at twenty-two, the Falcons at twenty-one. By the way, I'm fresh out of NFC South teams. So if you're waiting for any more, we're done. I've got the Raiders ahead of all these teams. Now, I know the Raiders ended up giving up a ton of points to Kansas City. They have been competitive in every game with Antonio Pierce. There were some good signs from the offense. Listen, I'm not totally down on Aiden O'Connell, man. I, I see some real sparks from him that, okay, maybe he's going to be a good backup quarterback. Sure. That's valuable. But, hey, but there are, he can play. Okay, he can play. Uh, he certainly belongs in the league. Let's put it that yes, way. Yes. And he's a rookie, man. He's a rookie. Like, he's going to struggle. Josh Jacobs had a really big run in this game. That was awesome to watch. But their defense let him so down. From about mid-third quarter on, it was bad. Yeah, uh, they're really struggling on offense right now. They're averaging under 17 points a game. But Aiden O'Connell has shown enough to at least be excited about him as a high upside backup. So I think... All in all, the Raiders have to be excited. They are better with Aiden O'Connell than they were with uh, a banged up Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. and with, uh, was it Bobby Hoyer? That who, who, yeah, 40 year old Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. I said Bobby Hoyer because there was a Bobby Hoying. I don't know if you remember Bobby Hoying. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at 19. Another bad start for Josh Dobbs, but this one was really bad. The Broncos game was not good. This was awful against the Bears. Uh, they're trending the wrong way quickly. I thought for sure they were a playoff team. Now I'm not so sure. No, it feels a little bit like the Josh Dobbs run might be coming to an end. I mean, he threw four interceptions and he easily could have had six in this game. If the Bears just didn't outright drop passes, the offense really didn't move at all. You got to wonder if the Vikings aren't looking at maybe starting Nick Mullins uh, ahead of him next week. Mm. Maybe they give him one more start uh, yep. uh, in, t- in terms of uh, Josh Dobbs. Uh, two teams here at the at the uh, front end of this listing, the Chargers at 18, the Packers at 17. These teams played uh, a couple of weeks ago. The Chargers had a chance. They dropped a ball. Their first-round pick dropped a ball down the sideline. They had a lot of drops uh, in that game, actually. Um, it's hard for me to put the Chargers lower than this. I know people are really down on them. They're four and seven. But, Marcus, they have lost close games to, for the most part, really good teams. I have the Packers ahead of them, though, because the Packers are trending the right direction, and we've actually seen something from Jordan Love uh, that we weren't seeing early in the year. Yeah, I, I think the Packers have a really good chance of making the playoffs. I won't be surprised at all if they end up leapfrogging the Vikings, and it's the Packers who are the number seven seed in the NFC. We'll see. I don't think the Chargers are making the playoffs, even in the very weak uh, AFC. Let's go to 16 through nine here. Getting to teams that really probably will be in the playoffs. And, and the most interesting one to me is right here off the top, number 16, the Indianapolis Colts. We talked about that Browns game. Uh, you've talked about the, the officiating a ton. 
uh, this year. To me, that was the most egregious. If you're mm-hmm. looking for a game where a team should have won, the Colts should have beaten the Browns. That was about four or five weeks ago. But even still, the Colts are what six and five right now. They six are in five right in the hunt position. Uh, they're playing as well as Seattle is, who I have at 15. I know you'd automatically think Seattle's clearly better, but Seattle's lost in consecutive weeks to division opponents. They got beat by the Rams, and then they got blown out by the 49ers. The Colts are in every game. Um, I don't have any problem with these two being grouped together. Really quickly, on the Colts' schedule, because they probably have to win four more games to make the playoffs, here are their final five games. Uh, At the Titans, at the Bengals, that that game doesn't look so bad. At the Bengals, right? Yeah, uh, that'd be eight and five. Home against the Steelers. Tougher game. Yeah, at, I'll give them a loss. Eight and six. At the Falcons. Okay. I can definitely see them winning that. That's nine and six. Home against the Raiders. I can win that too. That's 10 and six. Which one did we miss? Home against the Texans to finish out the year. All right. Even if they lose that, that would be 10 and seven. Let's say they drop the road game to the Falcons. That's still nine and eight. They still have a shot for that seven Absolutely. seed. Absolutely. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, like I said, Seattle got blown out. That was going back a ways Thanksgiving night. There's not really much to talk about there. Geno Smith's going to have to play a lot better. Who knows how banged up that tricep is. The team that beat him, that injured his tricep, were the Los Angeles Rams. All of a sudden, they are in this deal. They blew out the Cardinals, so I talked about that game with the Cardinals. Matt Stafford looked really good. I tell you what, though. Uh, is it Kyron Williams? My gosh. Kyron Williams, yeah. Another big game. He, he came back. He was great earlier in the year when they played the Cardinals in L.A., and then he got banged up. I'm trying to think, gosh, how many guys did they play in place of him? Did they play Henderson? The Rams Royce like Freeman. ran. Yeah. Zach <laughs> oh, Evans right. was in there for a game. I mean, that's just, right. Bunch of just one, yeah, one guy after the other, and now with Kyron Williams, who had like, I don't know, I want to say 180-something yards from scrimmage uh, in that game and some touchdowns. Uh, Cleveland Browns at 13. Don't really know what to do with these guys, Marcus. I mean, they were not good against the Broncos. They're not getting anything from the quarterback position. But when they play in Cleveland, their defense is as good as any in the league. No exaggeration. You play Cleveland in Cleveland, they're going to give you a great game defensively. I, I, do these guys make the playoffs? No. No. You don't no. think so? They're seven and four. I know. The problem is, is we've got Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's now dealing with a concussion. Miles Garrett has a shoulder injury. Denzel Ward didn't play with a shoulder injury. Sounds like Joe Flacco is going to play next week for the Browns. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are excited, but I also watched Joe Flacco last year play with the Jets, and that was pretty awful. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the team that kind of falls out of the AFC playoff picture in favor, in favor, excuse me, of the two teams that you have ahead of them. Yeah. So let's get to those two teams. I've got the Broncos 12, the Steelers 11. I'm going to go ahead and rope the bills in here at 10, because I think these teams are all on a par. Uh, so the Broncos proved me wrong a little bit in the, in the sense that I thought a lot of this was smoke and mirrors. They played a good game against Cleveland, but we need to tap the break a little bit. Russell Wilson was 13 of 22 and he averaged six yards of an attempt, but because his passer rating is really good because he's thrown no interceptions. They only had 125 net yards passing. Yeah, They've talked about him running. He had 11 rushes for 34 yards. It's not like he was, you know, uh, your favorite player of all time out there. Um, I don't know. Is Michael Vick or Dion your favorite? I always forget. I get screwed uh, up. It's probably Vick. Yeah, and then Ebenezer Ekubon. But, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, of course, for that half season. But, uh, you know, I, in my mind, the Broncos still need to do more offensively. I will tell you this. I don't think Sean Payton would make some of the mistakes that Sean McDermott made coaching-wise 
uh, in the Bills Eagles game. I have the Bills at 10 over Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh and the Broncos are almost the same teams. They've been struggling on offense. They get opportunistic plays on defense. You can argue the Broncos are better at quarterback, but to me, the Steelers' defense is clearly, clearly better than the Broncos. And to me, when your offense is struggling, the team that has the best defense is easily the best. That's why I put Pittsburgh over Denver. With Buffalo at 10, I have them over both teams because I feel like they really should have beaten the Eagles. They played a really good football game. There were some very fluky things that happened in that game, starting with the officiating. This was one of the most poorly officiated games of the season. And they also blew out the Jets the week before. This is not a team that's currently playing bad. I just don't know if they, and I know I'm doing a lot of talking here, so I'll shut up in a second. But I just don't know if they have the personnel that's healthy on defense right now, Marcus, to make sure they get a playoff spot. No, and they're, they're probably not. They have games coming up against the Cowboys. They've got a game against the Chiefs, uh, a game against the Chargers. Like It's going to be really hard for this team to make it with the playoffs considering they already have six losses. Like They probably can afford only one more loss. It's a shame because I'm not sure there's a team in the AFC that's better than Buffalo. But the record it's, says, but the yeah. record says that Buffalo is not going to make the playoffs, and they probably aren't. But if the Bills snuck in as a seven seed, could I see them winning three straight road games? Absolutely. Yeah, and I know the Broncos got that miracle win against them. Um, you know, seven times out of ten, I think Buffalo beats these teams. Uh, that that's really where I'm coming from. When, I, but I recognize the Broncos and Steelers have a much better chance of making the playoffs than the Bills do. But these aren't standings. This is how I see the strength of the teams. Houston Texans, by the way, at nine. Really tough loss to Jacksonville. Uh, there was a horse collar that could have been called on C.J. Stroud. I think he was in the pocket. That's why they didn't call it uh, late, late in that game. And then they missed a 58-yard field goal when it literally doinked off the crossbar to tie the game. Houston certainly acquitted themselves well. Let's go to uh, top eight here real quick. Okay, so I've got Houston still behind Detroit. And I don't know that that's even true anymore, to be honest, because, uh, you know, as good a season as Jared Goff was having the last two weeks, he's just turned the ball over too much. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't turn the ball over, Detroit has a good chance in these games, but they can't, they're not good enough to afford that right now. No, and you you see some of the flaws with this Lions team. Their defense is awful. Like you can move the ball in this defense. And then if Jared Goff has to improvise or if he has to create outside of the structure, Things can go a little haywire. They're still a very good team, uh, but I think they're pretty clearly behind the top three teams in the NFC. I don't, you know, look, I, I'm going to go old school here. This is one team that I think needs to take a page out of a 1986 playbook or even a Shanahan playbook. Get two tight ends in there. You've got really good running backs in Detroit. Agreed? Really good yes. backs. Sure. Use them. Run them. Uh, play power football. I put the Lions offensive line easily in the top 10 in the NFL. Go impose your will a little bit and let Jared Goff make plays off of play action. I think that's how they win uh, from here on out. Uh, Jacksonville at seven. I have them a little higher than Detroit. Uh, I think Jacksonville has been playing, for the most part, pretty good football. They got a big win against Houston. We just talked about that game. I'm curious, though, will the Jags be able to leapfrog the Dolphins, who I have at six, and the Ravens, who I have at five? Uh, How do you see those three teams? Very similar. I mean, they're just week to week. I don't know if you can trust any of them, but they all have some really strong strengths. I think for Jacksonville, they've got a lot of weapons on offense. Miami can score points and Baltimore's defense is outstanding, but they can lose to any team and they can beat any team. It's just kind of where we're at right now with these three. Who had the most impressive win this weekend of the three? 
Jacksonville. By they all, far. Jack, yeah, Jacksonville. I, I agree with that. Uh, the Ravens, I, like I said, right now I have uh, the highest. By the way, I love that they have some really strong strengths. That's one of your best quotes ever. They have well, I mean, like strengths. there are teams that have I love it. good strengths, but this they're the strongest, right? Like, is anybody yeah. gonna match Miami's speed in the NFL? No, but I mean, I think to use Lindy's, it's time to bolster some other areas of your team. I think okay, yeah, let's you, go. You gotta fortify those strengths. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh got Kansas City in the cleanup spot, and you'll notice you were probably surprised when I gave you my list. I dropped them. I know they won. I know the offense rebounded. You think, why would you drop the Chiefs on a week that their offense rebounded? Because their defense couldn't uh, keep it up. And if their defense cannot keep up the the effort that it has all season, and I'll be honest, I've been shocked at how well they've played, uh, given the personnel that they have. I'm not saying they have bad personnel. I just I think they've played over their heads a little bit. I think that's fair. Okay. And in my mind, the Cowboys have been so consistent now for five weeks. And I think the 49ers are better than Dallas. I didn't mind leapfrogging San Francisco and Dallas over Kansas City. So I've got Casey in the cleanup spot at four, Dallas at three, San Fran at two. How do you look at these three teams as we stand here today? I think, by the way, I agree with your rankings, one through four here. But I think the gap between three and four has started to widen a little bit for me. It just feels like Kansas City can really only win one style of game right now. And it's just totally the opposite of what we're used to seeing. Like they have to win these defensive struggle types of games against good teams because they can't go, they can't win a shootout right now. I think the three teams that you have ahead of the chiefs can all win games in different ways. The Cowboys, 49ers and Eagles can all win low scoring games. They, they need to score 35 points. They can do that. And I think it's why, the three best teams in the in the league are all in the NFC right now. Yeah, so quickly on those, uh, Dallas can win with their special teams. Their kicker's having a great year. Uh, they've made some big plays there. They can obviously win with their defense, and their quarterback's playing really well. The only thing Dallas has really struggled with season long is running the ball effectively and consistently. Yeah, And if they can turn that on, uh, look out. And I'm not saying Dallas needs to become a power running team It'd be nice though if Tony Pollard could really show showcase his skills even more. I think they've got to get more creative with some of the play calling in that department. The 49ers absolutely dominant against Seattle. I mean, they, you know, other than this kind of tip ball pick six that happened early in the second half, they look really good right now, Marcus. I think they can beat anybody, including uh the Eagles. Let's talk Philly. They're my number one team still, but I, I hate saying they got bailed out. I know it was a really bad, poorly officiated game because let's say the bills get those calls. You still got to stop Philadelphia when it matters. And it seems like nobody can stop Philadelphia when you have to be able to stop them. And I think a lot of it is a testament to those wideouts. I agree. I mean, Philly is a really, really good team. <laughs> it's it's weird though, because this is not a standings rankings, right? We, we right. made that clear. But I don't want to spoil our next show on Thursday, our spread. But it's very interesting who is favored in Philadelphia this week because it seems like the sports books don't believe that the Eagles really are the best team in the NFL. Well, I think that, you know, there's an old boxing adage, styles make fights. And we've seen that the 49er style with the Cowboys, for example, has been really hard for the Cowboys to match up with. And so... I don't necessarily, you know, I have to have some tip of the cap to season long 
play. Sure. I can't just be week to week all the time. And Philadelphia has proven over. If you go way back to week one, remember New England game where they could have easily lost that game, but they didn't. You know, they make the plays when they have to. I think you got to look at the quarterback here. I hate to be so simplistic, but he's a huge reason why that's happening. At some point, though, you would like to see them like dominate a team, right? And blow sure. them out. The the 49ers did that. I mean, they just they crushed Seattle from the, the moment that game started. Philly really hasn't been able to do that. They they've kind of let every other team just kind of hang around. Yeah, I mean, really, when I think of like super impressive performances I've seen this year, the first one that comes to mind is San Francisco at Jacksonville about a week and a half ago. Oh, you're playing Dallas. a good team. How about the Cowboy yeah. game? Right. You know, I just I was so impressed by the Jacksonville game because it had a run of bad games. They're on the road. They're a West Coast team playing on the East Coast. That was an early window game, and it was it was never really competitive. You know, so. Maybe the Niners are the best team in the league, but right now I'm still giving the, the tip of the cap to the Eagles. And maybe Jalen Hurts did move himself into the front position for MVP this week. Uh, that's a, that's still highly debatable. But those are my thoughts. Again, Detroit at eight, Jacksonville at seven, Miami at six, Baltimore at five, Kansas City at four, the Dallas Cowboys at three, San Francisco at two, Philly at one. Again, the Cowboys at three and Niners at two, leapfrog the Chiefs this week. That's kind of the headliner there. Uh, your final thoughts, sir? I'm just shocked that we don't have a overwhelming favorite in the AFC yet. There's like five teams that still could be the number one seed after week 12. It feels very much like this is going to be one of the weirder AFC playoff seedings that we've ever seen. Um, it, it won't shock me, Ellie, if we get a really random team in the Super Bowl this year from that conference. Uh, I totally agree. And and uh, this this week's games are absolutely huge for the uh, playoff standings, playoff seating. So uh, we will talk about that on Wednesday. Uh, for now, that's it for us. You can cover Marcus's work further on the Cowboys with Landon McCool on the Locked On Net Network, Locked On Cowboys. He's got a dynasty podcast on that. He covers the Raiders for USA Today, Raiders Wire, and of course, writes for the 33rd TV is at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we will see you guys all tomorrow. Take care, everybody.